Oh, we are back. Yes, back we are. in the swing of things. This is noob week 15. 15 weeks in, Mo. How you been? I've been good. How's married life? Married life is is a bitch, just like they tell you, you yep. know. It's everything that you read about. So we are back fresh off of my wedding week. I'm your host Ben Vandal. Still Ben Vandal. Justine's name has changed, not mine. That's a good thing. Uh, Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, that has also not changed. Treehouse Benny on Untapped. To my left, your radio right, my co-host Mo Fortin. His untapped name is Moses Malone. You can find out what he's drinking at the Cask and Pig. Uh, we have a great show for you today. And I'll run down the tap list quickly here. We have local releases. Uh, what are you drinking, which is our local releases segment. We have a Beer Vonner preview for you. By, backed by popular demand, vocabulary, and weird beer stuff. We're super pumped about that. And we also threw in a, uh, a top ten, or sorry, top five, mm-hmm. right, rather. Yep. Uh, to highlight the baseball season and the upcoming baseball playoffs, and we'll get into that later. And as always, we end with Shelf of the Week. Of course. So we will start it off as every show goes. With Mo, what are you drinking? Right now, we got a Skadoosh open. Yep. My first foray into Skadoosh. Shout out to Jess doing the dishes in the background. Yeah, hey Jess, how you doing? <laughs> uh, she provided us with some lovely dinner tonight, so yep. that was much appreciated. Yeah, you can drink for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but tell us a little bit about the Skadoosh series from Alchemist. Yeah, so I touched on it a little bit uh, last show, or maybe the show before. Had a hostess and her boyfriend go up to Vermont. Uh, they grabbed some cans, came back with some Heady Topper and uh, and a Skadoosh can. So that's uh, that's what we got in our glasses tonight. You were just talking about it a little bit of uh, a little bit of sediment, which is kind of the alchemist way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, slightly off-putting, <laughs> I guess, to see floaties in your beer. But yeah, a little the, weird. The, but the taste is there. Yeah, it's definitely. got uh, signature alchemist taste. A little less piney, I feel like than than normal. <laughs> um, but it's it's smooth. I I like it a lot. Uh, not my favorite beer from them, but. Uh, the the good news is the next skadoosh will be completely different. So yeah, what is the what is the skadoosh? Do they use a different hop every time? Do they do a different method every time? Do you know? Um, it's different. They they are using different hops, um, but I think that it's just their experimental series. They never date the cans. Yeah. They don't tell you what number it is. They don't. You know, it's not like the permutation series <clears throat> or uh, even the the one hop this time. They don't tell you specifically what they did with the beer, which I, I think is kind of annoying, to be honest. I'd like to know what I'm drinking, Yeah, and I'd like it to be clear. You know, this should be labeled, you know, Skadoosh number 12 or exactly. number 8 or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but they don't even date their cans, which is kind of little uh, A little, little peculiar. Um, it could be, like, something <clears throat> that a listener suggested to us that they're that Treehouse was doing with the Curiosity series, they could be experimenting. Yeah. Trying some different things and putting it out, see how how the vibe goes back. But, yeah, that is kind of annoying that they don't number them. Um, but you get anything else? Um, Any other new stuff? I got to run through some proclamations since I got some new proclamation coming in. Yeah. A little teaser to that. Um, uh, still got the – I got some long live over the weekend for your wedding that we had. Uh, we had one growler of that. I got another one, um, Whistle and Dixie. Yep. Which was a cool – uh, a cool take on a beer <clears throat> blueberry and lavender i don't know if i've ever even thought of that connect yeah. con- combination before but a little strange it was it was odd it was a little strange it was but odd it, was, it, I mean, was it wasn't my favorite beer but it was definitely uh definitely something i haven't had before which is which is cool yeah so i'm coming off wedding weekend i got a couple beer gifts 
uh, which I am excited to talk about. I got tired hands from a friend that came up from Philadelphia. Uh, Why laugh when you can cry? And also Alien Church, which we are excited to try tonight. Yeah, we are going to get into that. Uh, the can artwork's very cool. You can check out Instagram for that. Uh, and I also got another gift from a friend up in New Hampshire from Garrison Brewing. Excited to try that out. They got me a beer called String Theory. A couple other beers from Garrison Brewing uh, in cans. They look really cool. 16-ounce cans. Good artwork again. Mm-hmm. They are on the lower percentage side, but I'm excited to try those. Heard good things about Garrison. Never been there, but apparently we were really close to it that one time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we didn't even know it. We ain't in that same town. So we'll run through some quick local releases. Deciduous started canning again. They did a double IPA called Biggs. Yeah. B-I-G-S. So if you can get your hands on that, Deciduous, we love their stuff. Bissell Brothers. I'm heading up to Bissell Brothers this weekend, going to Portland. Very, very, very excited. They're putting out a beer uh, that you might have heard us talk about in Tis the Seasons called Lager Beer. Uh, we didn't describe that exact beer, but it's that type of beer. I'm assuming a malty beer. Nice. And they're also putting out Reciprocal this weekend in addition to their Substance and, and normal beers that they do put out. Never had a Reciprocal uh, before. Substance and Lux as well. Uh, nice. Long Live, as Mo mentioned, Whistle and Dixie came out last week which is a collab with harry and france is that henry and fran henry and fran, I think it's henry out, of, and fran. out of rhode island they're a great little brewery uh, they came out with cans this week of all seeing eye mm. and they have another collab coming up this week or not this week but this month with pvd donuts again oh yeah called uh vanilla wallaby which is a very take excited. on the vanilla dunkaroos which is pretty cool very excited about that yeah cereal milk was really good when which is the last collab they did with pvd yeah you gave me one of those and i thought that was great uh treehouse came out with a new beer uh called i think it's called ma it may just be ma for massachusetts but the letters are ma it's a hoppy amber ale uh and if you went today this is a good sign Oh, sorry about that. That was the wedding ring. Not used to the wedding ring yet. <laughs> if you went today, a good sign. You could have went home with 20 cans today. They had wow. four canned beers. They had the Ma Hayes, Doppelganger, and Bright with Nelson. Uh, six and six on two of those varieties and four and four on the others. It's impressive. So you could have left with 20 cans. That's what we've been talking about. Yep. This is the potential that Treehouse has in the new facility. Yep. Something to look forward to. Uh, that's all I have for local releases. I am, again, mentioned that I'll be going. I'll have much, much more next week after my Portland trip. Much, much more to talk about. So uh, we are going to go into our Beervana preview. Mo and I will be attending Beervana along with a couple of friends, a couple of listeners. And we are very excited about it. October 20th, it's at... What is it? Plaza at, at Patuxet? I believe that's what it's, it's called. Something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Funky little building on a river. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's an old like auditorium style. It's got two floors. Some tremendous beer is coming from out of Rhode Island, also nearby. Oh, yeah. But we know what Exhibit A will be there. Proclamation will be there. Long Live, Long will, be live there. will be there. I didn't know Who that. Else did you say you said Beard will be there. Beard, Banded Horn, Crooked Current, which you've mentioned before yeah, on Crooked the show. Yeah, Crooked Current, the only female brewer in Rhode Island. Yep. Uh, Prairie, which was a cool one. Love Prairie. Yep. Hopefully they have some bombs coming. Oxbow, Single Cut. I mean, the list goes on and on. Finback. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be stupid. Yeah. And last year they had the big dogs as well. They had. Uh, Firestone Walker. They yep, had they'll be there again. A bunch of uh, what is it? Twelve percent imports. 
I didn't see there. I didn't see them on the list, but no. I might I might have just missed them. Founders is there. They'll have a KBS oh, yeah. variety, which is exciting. Cantillion will be there. Cantillion does the time releases. Yep. Um, Graysale, I'm sure, will be there. They were there last time. Allagash. So if you can't get tickets, they're really affordable. They're 45 online, 55 so. at the door. Yep. You have to pay a little fee for Eventbrite, so it ends up being the same. But don't risk it. You don't want to sell out. You do get a little swag. A little four-ounce plastic tasting glass that you have that you use throughout the night. And then on your way out, they actually give you a nice four-ounce glass uh, that you can take home and use for shares. They come in handy, uh, that small portion, and they look really nice, too, with the logo on them. And I think the number one thing about this beer tasting that I was stressing with a couple people uh, that work at the restaurant, actually, that I convinced to go, Mm -hmm. um, they went to the Copenhagen Festival. Oh, yeah? How was it? They had a blast. A um, lot of really cool beers. They weren't ready for the volume. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are people that are, are into beer, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't ready for the sheer number of people yeah. and the amount of places that ran out of beer relatively quick. They went to the Saturday night session, I think. Yeah, that was the one I was scared of. That's so a lot Friday of people night. were out of beer almost instantly. <clears throat> um, and so that, I mean, obviously that's a, a complaint, but, you mm-hmm. know, when you're going to the last session, it kind of makes sense. Um but another complaint that they had was that you didn't know what you were waiting in line for until you got <laughs> to the front of the line. So, yeah, you okay. knew you were waiting in Trillium or you knew you were waiting for other half. And really, who gives a hell? Who gives a shit what you get when you get to the front of the line? But, yeah, you know, maybe it's a stout or maybe yeah. it's a sour and you're not into that flavor. You know, you might be kind of bummed out if you waited a little while in the line. Mm-hmm. Number one thing about Beervana is they give you that book. Yeah. And it tells you what every every brewery is bringing to the table and what time the releases are at you know where they are even in relation to you know the main floor um so it's a really cool setup at birvana so very well put together i'm very excited yeah and um in fairness to copenhagen i did see a schedule of what vendors would be releasing which with each session probably all electronic which is a little uh it's not fun to be at a festival and be on your phone the whole time we both do that with untapped it's it's not fun. We kind of keep mental notes and, and check them in later or go off the guide that Beervana provides. Another thing to note, if you are going to these festivals, be sure to drink water oh, yeah. uh, as you go. It'll help you. It'll Trust me, you'll be able to taste better at the end of the night. Do not drink stuff that you can get at a liquor store. Do not drink Dogfish Head. Do not drink Firestone Walker unless it's an anniversary. Yep. Don't drink the big dogs. You can get it at any time. Go Drink to the all stuff the time that you releases. can't find in normal <laughs> yes. life. All the stuff we talk about. That's what we talk about. Not Shelfer of the Week. Nope. In every other segment, drink it when you can. If you see a Shelfer of the Week, you turn around and walk in the other direction. Yeah. And talk to the people, too. The people are often very cool. Yep. I mean, a lot of times it's very busy. They're trying to move you along. Yep. But these are guys who are the lower level of a brewery that work their way up. Sure. It, it's similar to, to what Camden does, the other half, our, sure. our friend at other half. He started in just doing anything they wanted, cleaning kegs. He works release lines now. He's moving up to learn how to brew. I mean, this is very cool. And, and these these small breweries are like a family. So yes, when you, you'll see these people over and over when you go buy beer from them. So talk to them. Be nice. Be friendly. And understand that they're dealing with a 1,000 drunk people. Uh, so they, they might not be in the best of moods at times. And I will say... Um that when we went last year, there was one brewery in particular. It was one of the main sponsors. I'll just say who it was. It was Two Roads. Yeah. Um, it was toward the end of the night. 
they had ran out of too juicy, what I believe was like their big ticket item for the okay. night, which you don't find all the time. It's kind of just a cool beer to have. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd run out of that. So me and Jess had gone over. We started talking to the guy. And I forget what it was that he pulled out, but he pulled out something from the cooler that he hadn't either hadn't planned on opening or only had a couple bottles of it or whatever yeah. and let us try it. Now, I'm not saying that's the norm, but if you talk to these guys, you know, if you if you show them a little, you know, a little personality, you're, you're nice to them, you're polite to them, you never know what they're going to pull out of a cooler. They might have something really cool that they were reserving for. The after you know, party. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you never know what you're going to get to try if you just really, you know, just common courtesy, just being polite and, uh, and showing these people a, a ton of respect. Yeah, and um, you're going to see... Some pretzel necklaces, and I'm gonna it, bring one. This it year. looks corny, but I'm telling you, it works. Oh yeah, you're gonna, gonna want to have something year. to eat. You're gonna want to have something to cleanse your palate. Oh yeah, pretzel necklace, way to go. Uh, I'll I'll get an Instagram picture of Mo with his pretzel necklace. I will that day. definitely be having a pretzel necklace. We talk about it every beer tasting we go to, and I always forget it. Yeah, they but have I'm good food it. vendors too. Julian's out of Providence. And yep. things like that. Yeah, we had last some good year, food so. there last year. Uh, so moving on to our. Segment backed by popular demand, vocabulary. Uh, I have a word here. Uh, Mo, you also have a vocabulary word. I do when I don't. Okay, you do when you don't. Well, I will. Uh, I'll have you start. How's that? Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, we will go from there. Okay. My word is super easy to spell, but I'd be willing to bet that a lot of our listeners don't know what this word means. Okay. Uh, my word is SRM. S-R-M. How would I spell that? <laughs> Good luck. I'm going to say S-R and M. That is absolutely correct. Okay. Do you know what it stands for? S-R-M. Uh, I really don't. I mean, this is stopping Good. me. That this makes this segment me. a little more interesting. Yeah. if you knew. Um, so S-R-M stands for Standard Reference Method. Oh, wow. Um, which is a very complicated way of describing the color of a beer. So this is on a, okay. a, a 2 to 45 scale. Which makes it even more random. Yeah, fair. Uh, the lower, the lighter, the higher, the darker. Okay. So, for example... So, it can't be zero like water. Right. Okay. Water would essentially be zero, I would okay. guess. A two would be like a Miller Lite. Yeah. A Stella, Coors Light, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something like what we're drinking right now. I would say the Skadoosh is probably, I don't know, maybe 15, Yeah. 20 sure. or so. Uh, somewhere middle of the road. It's not light in color. It's not dark in color by any means. Okay. But then you get up to like a Guinness or um, you know, a Porter, Stoneface Porter or you know any Porter, you'd be up into the 40s somewhere. Um, and it does, it does, the interesting thing actually goes beyond 45 somehow. Um, it says 45 would be like a stout or a Porter. And then it says it, there is also a measurement for going beyond that. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it's on a it's on a two to forty five scale. So if you ever if you ever see that, um, I doubt you'll see it on any cans where they yeah. reference that. But just a cool thing to know. And if you're gonna ta- uh, take your beer server exam at any point, you will need to know what SRM means. No kidding. Uh, you might see it on like Beer Advocate. Say, you could. You do judge color. They do Definitely. a one to five scale. So I don't know if anyone's throwing out the SRM of a beer, but that's pretty unique. I didn't know that. Uh, not something that you will see. In liquor stores, but probably more at an advanced tasting. True. I would guess, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's my word. Uh, my vocabulary word, Mo actually already used my vocabulary word in this podcast, which is pretty interesting. Oh. Uh, my word. I like that unintentional stuff. Going with the seasonal uh, seasonal beers coming up. My word is piney. 
Okay. Piney. Mo uh, used that word. Yeah. You can obviously spell that. I can spell that. P-I-N-E-Y. Yeah. Piney. Uh, but go ahead. Give it to me. Piney is a term used to describe the flavors. It's associated with IPAs, uh, predominantly bitter in notes, but also has pine characteristics, as you may have guessed. Uh, and it has a distinct juniper flavor. There are a lot of piney beers with fall IPAs. Uh, it also is the hoppier the beer gives it almost a false piney taste. It's it's so beyond citrus and the bitter stays on your tongue so long it sounds like piney. Yep. Um, the the my favorite piney beer that I have uh, is probably Sap from Treehouse, mm. which is a uh, it's a juicy New England style IPA with some big piney notes on the sure. back end of it. Uh, you have any piney beers you like? Uh, I mean, I, Alchemist comes to mind only because we talked about it already. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like Super Spruce from Grimm. I thought that was a really good. Oh, that one was one really good. That was a pretty cool beer. I hope they do that again this year. Yeah, that was uh, that was a cool one. But, I mean, that was just like that was brewed with juniper. I think just yeah. straight up like in your face. They weren't even hiding it. Yeah, trying to be piney. Yeah, not like a not like a pseudo pine from the hops, but. You might even find like a dogfish head a little piney. Yeah. A lot of West Coast style IPAs I feel like can be can be piney, like Pliny the Elder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> see what I did so, there. So if you see piney on the beer description, do not be alarmed that it'll taste like like a gin. Uh, yeah, it's not, not that piney. Not that extreme. Uh, you might smell it more on your nose than you taste it, but when you get deep into the flavor profile you you will taste some pininess. It's also a good way to describe beers for yourself going forward. But definitely. Uh, so piney is my vocabulary word. Good one. Uh, and that is all I have for that segment. Love it. We are flying through it. There so we, we will go on to uh, back at last after a three week hiatus, two hey. show hiatus. Hey, we took some. We're going to weird beer stuff. Took some time off, yeah. Uh, Mo, do you have a weird beer stuff story for us? I do. Um, I was actually mildly concerned that you may have already talked about this. Okay. Um, but you haven't. No, I don't. I don't believe. Is it gross or no? No, it's not gross. Okay. You do the gross, I do and the I gross. just do like the mildly odd. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of been like our thing. Fair enough. You do the poop beer, and I just do like the the shoes. Yeah. The shoes to save you from puking up the poop beer. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of been our thing. Okay. Um, so this is not a new thing. Um, I did find it. I've never seen it. Um, so it's new to me in any case. Apparently, a few years back now, uh, it says 2013. I uh, love that sound. Um, Dogfish Head made a beer uh, brewed with the remnants of lunar meteorites. Did you know this? Oh my goodness. No, I didn't know I, this. And you talked about the beer. Was it the beer on Mars, right? That was your... Yeah, uh, the beer can't spot it on Mars. Yeah, that yeah. was your weird beer thing. And that's what made me... When I saw this, I was like, oh, this. maybe he already talked about this and I wasn't paying attention. Um, so they brewed a beer called Celestial Ale, Ooh. and they used the remnants of lunar meteorites and pieces of the moon that had blasted off and survived their fall to Earth. Wow, that's special. Now, I don't even know how they did that. Me either. I, I don't you know how you get a, you a put piece dust, of space dust in, yeah, into you put your beer. dust in your beer. I mean, what, what sure. ingredient did that replace? Uh, <laughs> I am not quite sure, uh, but... But that is very interesting. Also, would have loved to try that. Dogfish had great stuff. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. That sounds like a pretty cool opportunity. I don't, it obviously was a limited, uh, you know, a limited release of some kind. But I was kind of surprised uh, to find that space dust isn't really that rare. There's 300 tons of space dust that fall to Earth every year. 
I beg to differ. <laughs> I, I mean, the ocean is, you know, what, 75% of the surface, so yeah. most of that space dust is probably on the ground. It's, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. But in any case, if you ever see it, um, let me know, because I'd be mildly intrigued to try that. I'm not even sure. It doesn't even say in the article exactly what style of beer that it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was there. Uh, it was a small batch production, it does say, but... Lunar lunar meteorites. Well, I see your lunar meteorites, and Mo. you're going to raise me. I will raise you bodily from the International Space Station. I, too, went out of space. For my beer, it is the Sapporo Space Barley Beer. Okay. Uh, 2009 Limited Edition. They brewed 256 packs at 100 bucks a piece. Woo. And this beer was brewed with barley that was kept and grown at the International Space Station. That's kind of cool. Yeah, kind of Matt Damon esque. He was out there, right. you know, on Mars. He was growing yep. barley. He had to get back to Earth. Yeah. And he started beer. I mean, you know, you need some time. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Sabaro, huh? I mean, of all the breweries in the world, how did they get their hands on this? I have no idea. They're a pretty big company, though. They are a pretty big company. They came out with another weird beer. Wasn't, weren't they the elephant poop one? They might have been. I think they were I the I feel elephant like we've talked one. about this before. Sparrow guys. I mean, Japanese... They they, they bought all Anchor. Kinds of crazy things. They were the they were the company that bought Anchor. Okay. We were talking about them a from Alaska? few weeks ago. No, Anchor Brewing from uh, San sure. Francisco. Okay. All right. No, yeah. Anchor the Anchor Steam beer. I had Anchor. I I posted that the other. Uh, they the other yeah. Day. They, they bought that. They bought that maybe a few, maybe a month ago. I think we mentioned it on the podcast before, but I guess they're apparently they're doing out of worldly things. So. Oh wow! This is um, we just cracked open the string theory from Garrison. Uh, four point six session IPA, a little color. weird, a little yeah. weird. Great color, yeah. A little lighter, but coming off the skadoosh, obviously, it's, yeah, a, it's, taste, it's a big difference. Might taste so, a little funky. That's our weird beer stuff. I'll post a link to the <coughs> Sparrow Space Beer, two thousand nine. If you see it for trade, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you kind of gonna have to bring some stuff to to get a can of that. But I would guess if you probably have to bring can, the big guns. If there's a can floating around, or maybe you just got a friend of the International Space Station. Send you some barley, you can make another batch. Uh, and that'll bring us to our Mo and Ben's top five segment. This was a segment that we busted out a couple weeks ago. <coughs> and uh, it, it's really a, a great podcast topic because it gives us a way to open up interpretation of how we say some things. So what I ri- originally sent you in the email, Mo, was I wanted a, a pitching rotation for a five-game series to go with the... Uh, MLB playoffs that's coming up on yep. Thursday tomorrow. I like. I mean, I like that concept too, but I, yeah. I think you one up yourself with the yeah. So then I went to. I amendment. said, you know what? I I don't like doing those things because they're too very beer specific. And mm-hmm. as we talked about it, when you talk about a specific beer, it kind of has to be a recurring beer. Yep. And you don't get into really some of the intricate stuff. So I went with a better opportunity with the closing of the baseball season which is such a long season from the beginning of April to the end of October. And we have so many great beers and breweries in New England. Let's hand out some season-ending awards. Sure. So we went with two MVPs, two Cy Youngs, and a Rookie of the Year. Uh, I did it. The, the way I interpreted it was an AL and an NL MVP, which okay. I did north and south. I did AL ah. being south, NL being north. Okay. Uh, the Cy Young was also a little different. It was somebody that comes out with a beer maybe every five days, you can interpret it as, and the throw and fire, something like that. Okay. And also the rookie of the year 
not exactly a, a brand new brewery, but one that's new to you, one that's still uh, on the upswing, True. you might say, and ready to bust out. So, Mo, why don't you give us? Uh, let's go with your AL MVP. Okay, I didn't. You know, I didn't break it up exactly how you how okay. you did. Yeah, no um, problem. But I, I do have two MVPs. Um, I think the first obvious one, and I'm 99.9% sure, even without looking at your notes, that you have this. Yep. Um, Trillium was my was one of my MVPs for this year. Correct. Uh, their summer was destructive to the beer scene. Yeah. Um, they basically changed the way that breweries do business with the amount of collaborations that they just did. Yeah. And hopefully that's a theme that that continues moving forward. Um, but the, the amount of beer that they put out on a regular basis, um, the fact that they're super available even though they're not super available like you know you you can get a bunch of beer when you go there but you can still only go there i mean it still has a lot of allure um that's just uh i mean obviously they're they're killing the game up there so yeah using my dividing line of somewhere in southern new hampshire (laughs) i also had trillium as my al mvp uh again like you said with the collabs with such big breweries like the veil monkish other half uh bell bella woods yep from Canada, I mean, they, Jay Wakefield, they did so many great collaborations. And not just one style, too. They did IPAs, they did stouts. Sours. They came out with Trill Bomb, they came out with Sours. Yep. They came out with so many good beers. Another Red Stowington last week. Uh, the Permutation Series. I mean, they are they are the peak of, of what a great, great beer company should be. They dabble in everything. They have plenty of availability. Uh, the lines aren't super, super crazy. And it's pretty readily available for you to try. So they are obviously the the top of the food chain right now in beer. In so. beer. So, what did you have for your next MVP? Uh, other MVP. I mean, no surprise. I think to a lot of people, um, you know, they did experience some growing pains when they first moved. Uh, but it's going to be Treehouse for me. Uh, the fact that now, like you mentioned earlier, you can get almost a case of beer when you go up there. Yeah. I have not been fortunate enough to get up there when that has been the case. I've been taking a little hiatus as far as uh, as far as Treehouse is concerned. Um, but I'm excited to get back up there and, and be able to take home a, a real significant amount of beer. And I, I've heard a lot of people saying on forums and stuff that the, the quality issues that were an issue at the beginning are uh, are definitely much better. So I'm I'm excited about them. Yeah, I mean, they, they did great. Uh, they did really good stuff. I, I mean, I've always loved them. They did go through some growing pains or a slump, you know, that you might say, like every good player does. But the uh, the potential and possibility that they have going forward with the amount of beer that they can brew, with the different kinds of beer that they can brew, just the overall atmosphere that they provide now when you go up there with the live bands and yeah, and how, how cool the place is to just look around and, and see what's going on. I don't know how you can really leave them out, but you can't. I mean, uh, they have to have an award here. Yeah, I did. I, I left them out because <laughs> I went north of the border. I gave it to Trillium, but uh, north of my median line for the NL MVP, I went with Hill Farmstead. Okay. Uh, Hill Farmstead, obviously, just putting out solid beer after solid beer. Nothing really fancy, but what they added this year, they're kind of the Mike Trout. You know, they're they're <laughs> always always consistent. But what they added this year was the start of canning. Yep. Uh, which is really going to change what they do going forward, what's going to change for beer drinkers and people that are able to trade. I think they, they're they still the, the class of the uh, the beer world in New England, and hopefully we can get more stuff and they can expand the canning stuff. Probably, probably one of the more respected breweries 
yeah. in this in this area, maybe in maybe in the United States. I don't know if I can speak for the West Coast, but yeah, uh, around this area, there's not a whole lot of breweries that are respected more than Hill Farmstead. That MVP uh, is really more of a career achievement award. It's like a Kobe Ryan MVP type okay. of thing, you know. So, moving on to the. Cy Young Award winners, Mo. I don't know how you kind of differentiated your MVPs from Cy Youngs, or if you just went straight with the uh, straight with two more good breweries. Say, but what did you have for your AL Cy Young? Um, I went with two breweries that I feel like are really good with uh, throwing some curveballs, okay. doing things that maybe other breweries aren't exactly doing. Um, so I, I feel like my two uh, Rhode Island breweries are really good at doing a lot of things really well. And I know that's not really what a Cy Young Award's all about. It's really about pitching yeah. and really only doing like one thing really really well. Yeah. Um, but I really feel like these two are are really good at throwing you something a little different. Okay. So my first one is Proclamation. I've got them on the brain. Uh, I was lucky enough to get those two tickets tonight, so I'm stoked about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Definitely going to give all kinds of shout-outs to Proclamation tonight. Um, but... Proclamation's ability to just across the board make really good beers, and you know I saw something from them that was really cool uh, this weekend, uh, last or during the week rather. They had a beer that they were supposed to release, and they shut it down. Yeah, which I think speaks volumes to their brewery. Instead of being focused on making money and you know selling the beer that they made, they made something that they weren't happy with, so they flushed it, oh, and they and that. they did not sell it. I forget what it was. Uh, that it's escaping me right now. A quick trip to their Facebook page will will tell you what the beer was. But yeah. they um, they just didn't sell it, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, just you know, flush it down the drain and be like, it, it wasn't good enough for you. I too had Proclamation, uh, just because they put out some great consistent beers. I mean, everything they do is great. I've never had a bad stock. I've never had a bad derivative. Everything they do is rock rock solid, um, and. The fact that they are taking a chance and expanding and moving to a new facility, and they're only shutting down for seven days, and they have this great release coming out with the nomenclature again, <clears throat> which was another big release from them earlier in the year. Uh, really, really cool for, out of them to do this. Uh, so I had Proclamation, but I'll also go with, I was tussling back and forth. I'm going to go with Long Live as well. I mean, Long Live puts out some great, great stuff. Just about, like every ace pitcher, once every five days they put out a new can. Mm-hmm. Everything I've had from them has gotten better and better and better. They're doing some good collaborations. They're doing some good, unique styles. Their Fruit Dudes is a really unique, fruity IPA. Then they come out with the that Lavender Blueberry IPA that did something you never had before. Cereal Milk, they're using lactose and IPAs with citrus. Uh, they're, they're just doing a bunch of cool stuff, and it's really good to see out of a tiny hole in the wall that that's nearby you know mm-hmm. so i'm sorry i looks like i stole one from you right yep that was my <laughs> other that was my other cy young i was going to basically say almost exactly what you just said consistent across the board but that i mean that blueberry lavender as weird as it was and it wasn't my favorite beer i feel like that stuck with me because i'll remember that beer yeah you know like it it wasn't my favorite you know it was probably you know if i'm going on a five scale three and a half to four somewhere in that ballpark yeah. but it was it really stuck with me because it was it was different. Like yeah. I have not had a lavender beer before. Yeah, and it was like that that beer from every time you try a new Grim, the one with the pink peppercorns yep. and the coriander. It's just amazing to see somebody get that flavor out yep. of a beer, whether you like that flavor or not. Uh, it's just it's an amazing thing to do. 
Uh, so my NL Cy Young, uh, which really could have been floated into the Rookie of the Year category, though it's been around for a long time, it's just new to us here in Massachusetts. Uh, one beer that I really, really enjoy and is Fiddlehead. Mm. I mean, the Fiddlehead IPA is super cool. Uh, all their other stuff that they do, but they just started coming out, and they do what they're all about is quality IPA yep. at a good price. Yep. That great that price. is a great starting picture to me. I want you to go out there every five days, put give me a good start, and that'll get you in the Hall of Fame if you do that year after year after year. Had we stuck to the original, the three starters, the middle reliever, yeah. and the, I think Fiddlehead probably would have made the list for me. Yeah, because that's just that's a guy that you want out there every fifth day. Yeah, that's just a. I mean, You're that's proud my to have clutch him. lately. Every You're proud time to I have him, it. it's just they have it at uh, Gillette now. Did yep. you see that? Yep. They I have saw it at that. Gillette. I didn't see it when I went. I wasn't in the drinking mood. And thirteen dollars for a twenty-two ounce or a twenty ounce or whatever they do for the big boys. Yeah, that's not that bad. No, it's not bad. You can enjoy it. I'd uh, be happy to pay that. Yeah, I didn't see the Lord Hobo either. I, I mean, I wasn't really looking at beer. Yeah, again, yeah. to be honest. But yep. I did see the pictures of Fiddlehead from Gillette, which is, is yep. special because that's a really really good beer. Hell yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to say that we can get it pretty easily now at most local bars. We so, can. Uh, what'd you have for your rookie of the year? My rookie of the year is a brewery that I'm really, I'm really proud to have opened up lines of communication with. Um, this guy's name is Paul. Uh, he brews with his brother. Uh, the brewery is called Black Hat Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're located in Bridgewater in the Scotland Industrial Park, right off of Exit 15 on 24. Okay. And this dude is a super passionate guy who loves beer. He yeah. will talk to you about beer for an hour if you have the time. Um, he puts out some really cool stuff, some weird things. Um, I haven't had any IPAs from him yet, which is maybe weird, but he does. I mean, he did the amber. We had a little bit of the amber at the end yep. of the wedding night. I remember that. It was yeah. solid. You know, it was it was good. Um, his his pale ale is really good. That was something that we brought aboard um, at the Cask and Pig. Sold really well. Um, he does a lot of like uh, tripels and doubles and things like that. Yeah. So he does a lot of like just different styles of beer that maybe people are uh, are scared to touch because they're not huge sellers. Um, but he just loves beer so much that he's he's into doing pretty much anything. He just does what he wants. He doesn't really yeah. care what the trends are, or I mean, I'm sure he does, but just brewing things that are cool to him. That's very admirable. And he's you know? he does a lot of work with Bog Iron, another local brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows those guys, so like they're in cahoots. They they do business together all the time. Um, he's just a local guy, and he wants to make it wants to make it big. Good. And he, he's doing really cool things up there. Got food trucks on the weekend, and does a lot of cool events out of Bridgewater. So good for them. Uh, my rookie of the year is not exactly a rookie. They're very new, very much on the upswing. Uh, Mo and, they're new to Mo and I this year, probably the start of baseball season. It's Tilted Barn. Yeah. Uh, they're putting out ridiculous beer. They're selling out very fast. They're trying to expand as fast as they can. Uh, but Tilted Barn in Exeter, Rhode Island, if you haven't had a chance to go down there, really cool beer trip. Uh, it used to be right near Proclamation. Now Proclamation has moved to Warwick. But um, it's still still a very cool spot to go. Check it out. Get your hands on some of their stuff. Their Libby uh, is an American pale ale that's to die for. Uh, they have... Uh, I have another one that's escaping my mind. Oh, Chos- Gust of the Wind, chosen guys. One. Now you you gotta, the Chosen One. You love the Chosen One. Yeah, the one. Chosen One's great. The other one is great. They do so many good things. And, again, really unique floral notes in their beer. Yep. Like, it's almost candy-like flavors in their beers. It's, 
is very good. So they're they're one of my favorites, and they are my rookie of the year. Nice. And I I really like that segment. I think we need to do more seasonal awards for beer. Yeah. So winter months we'll idea. have a whole new batch of of seasonal awards because sure. uh, the some beers are stronger in in seasonal batches than others. Um, and that is our playoff review. Enjoy the baseball playoffs. Go Sox. The Yankees won last night. but Unfortunately, but well, that's all right. It's good for baseball, you know. Let the, Indi- they let can... the Indians bounce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, they're going to sweep, but they're going to get swept. So. I hope so. Uh, that will, well, I want to circle back before we go to Shelfender. Mo, tell us a little bit about this proclamation of that, the biggest thing in the world coming Dude. out. And Mo, Mo is. Uh... I was stressing. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been. I mean. I, I reached out to them. I mean, you told me about Well, I told you about it, mm-hmm. I think, a few days yeah. ago. They, they released on their Facebook page that they were going to have, like, a, a going-away party. Yeah. So the going-away party is Friday night and then Saturday pretty much all day. Um, so they said details to, to follow. So then they come out and they, they hint that they're doing a release of some kind. Okay. And then they finally tell you what the release is. And it turns out it's nomenclature. Yeah. Which was your... Which was, which I was your white line, whale that night. Waited in line day. a couple hours for it, didn't get any, but not a big deal. So the nomenclature and the other one that they're coming out with, apparently they've done before, is the penultimate unicorn. Okay. It's a 10% triple dry hopped, triple IPA. If you go to my Instagram page, if you go to Boston Beer Brandy on Instagram, last time I was at Proclamation, I sent a picture of a unicorn hanging in a noose from the top of their raft. I remember that. Yep. That is the penultimate unicorn, which is unbelievable. I didn't think about it until you just just said it. That's f- I remember that picture, too. Yeah. So this is apparently a combination of all three derivatives. Okay. Which oh, I didn't wow. know. No it kidding. shoves three full mashes into one batch, and then they triple dry hop it with Galaxy, Citra, and Mosaic. Wow. So this is just going to be absurd. That sounds really, really good. Um, so the limits are... So basically the way it worked is they started ticket sales tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah. So I'm on my computer at 6.30 refreshing my browser <laughs> until 7. They're only selling 375 tickets. Total. Which isn't a lot just in general. Oh, my God. That is the... Oh, okay. That's a small small aircraft. Just okay. flew into the I studio. Think that's a, yeah. That might be a mosquito or... That's a terrifying mosquito yeah, if it is. But she or either way, was... drink your beer. Yep, I will. And uh, So 375 tickets, but the real kicker was you can buy two. Yeah, that's, that's scary. So, I mean, those 375 can go so fast. Yeah. So I was really nervous about it, but the clock hit 7 o'clock. I refreshed the browser, bought the tickets... It was uh, sixty, no, fifty-eight dollars plus fees. Uh, gets you a ticket to the party, which yep. doesn't include anything other than your entry to the party. Uh-huh. But it does include uh, two four packs of nomenclature and a four pack of penultimate unicorn. Yeah. So my pregnant wife will definitely be getting beer this time. There will be no, be no, no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. She is taking home the allotment, and uh, we will come home with with a case of beer. And, yeah. and be very happy for it. So nomenclature um, is the white whale on the trade market. You can get just about anything you want for that. If you, I mean, obviously you're you're gonna want to drink it. Yeah, I'm but, gonna drink it. I'm gonna give you is, some. And it then... is pretty uh pretty incredible that you got those tickets. That's super cool. Uh, I remember that day that Treehouse was having their fifth anniversary. Yep. We were here for the Memorial Day party and we completely spaced it and missed out on tickets, <laughs> which Mo couldn't go anyway. But right. Still would have been very cool, so we'll make it to the 10-year anniversary, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but that that uh, that's what's going on in the world of beer. Uh, and we're going to go to Shelfer of the Week, which is our show ender. 
Sorry we went a little long, but we took last week off, so Boom. you can give us an extra 10, 15 minutes of your time, if you don't mind. I will start with my shelf for the week uh, from Epic Brewing out of Colorado on the west coast of the country. They do a really unique beer that just came out of stores called Tartan Juicy Sour IPA. Mm. Uh, it is. It says it has the lip puckeringness of a kettle sour and the citrus of an IPA. They call it the best of both worlds. Really huh. unique beer, not something you see too often. It comes in 12-ounce cans, reasonably priced. And Colorado had some pretty good beer. We we did Avery in the past on the show yep. with El Gosa and, and uh, you know, Oscar Blues is also in Colorado. Yeah, all those, all those, you know, Colorado hippies that are out there smoking their yep. legal marijuana, and then they, they make some funky beers like this. They just throw two beers together. So, Sounds good, man. Epic, I would try it. Epic Tart and Juicy Sour IPA, if you can see it. What you got, Mo? My shelf for the week, I've already mentioned earlier in the show, kind of by accident, kind of just fell off my tongue. Uh, but I went with Stoneface Porter. Mm. Uh, really good beer for this time of the year. Um, five and a half percent. It's an English style porter. Uh, you know how I love the ratings. It's a 97 on rate beer. That's very good. Um, so it's very highly rated. I think that rating's probably a little high. I mean, it's a good beer. I don't know if it's a 97. Uh, it's out of Newington, New Hampshire. Available anywhere. 12 ounce cans. Uh, we've had it on draft before at the restaurant. Uh, really good seller. Some coffee, a little bit of chocolate, but uh, very light for a porter and uh, super drinkable. So. That's my shelf for the week. You should be able to find it pretty much anywhere, affordably priced. So, yeah, if you if you see it and you're into uh, into a porter for the night, have at it because it's a goodie. Yeah, Stoneface. Uh, those New Hampshire people are very passionate about their beers. So yeah, though and they that's probably one of their bigger breweries. I think. Yeah, I thought I know it's one of their higher rated ones. So mm-hmm. that is all we got for this week. Thank you. Uh, sorry about last week. I'll take the blame on that. Guy got married. Um, I, I got married last week, but I, I had a lot of things going on, as you can imagine, imagine dealing up to a wedding. So thank you very much. We'll be back on our regular rotation coming up until baby time, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, that that's all we got, week 15. Boom. Thank done. you. We'll thank see you. Ya.